So we are at the beginning of another year. I wonder, it's always an awkward question to ask, how many of us have already broken those New Year's resolutions? For some, I wonder how many of us have said, I'll start it after we've taken the decorations down. Actually, this isn't a great week, so what I'll do is I'll start it next week. It's just a horrendous opportunity for us to realize how ill-disciplined we can be at times. Uh, I'd been very disciplined up until yesterday evening uh, when uh, I'd been avoiding sugars and carbohydrates. Wasn't my plan, it was Laura's. And I'd been doing quite well until we got Indian takeaway last night. So it's safe to say that I collapsed on my news resolution fairly spectacularly, uh, but it was incredibly tasty. It made me think again of that challenge that we brought last week about that one thing. What's the one thing that we could do to progress towards the dreams and aspirations that God has given us? How can we begin to impact that? I wonder if any of us have put those things in place. But that got me thinking. It got me thinking that that's a great message, a really good inspiration, a great place to start. But how do we move forward from that? How do we build on that? How do we let that continue to inspire us, continue to engage us? And I was drawing a blank, massively so. I'm not afraid to say that. I was just struggling to find a way to connect them. How do you go into a new year? The weight of expectation, all of those things. And I was incredibly privileged to spend time in the prayer room over the last few days. And while I was in there, I was just considering this. Um, For those of you who walked past, when I was led down, I wasn't asleep. I was uh, just taking some time out. There was a section in there, just that be still and no section. I was just saying to God, I just, I want to know what you want to say. I want to understand what it is you want to say. And a piece of music played. A piece of music played and it inspired me. But before I get to that, I hope that some of you managed to engage in the prayer space for 65 hours. That's a very long time for someone to have been in that room. Kath and Viv spent huge numbers of hours in there. I want to thank them. But other people dropped in. Other people committed time before they went to work. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing to have committed that much time. People sat. People led. Some knelt. Some people wrote. Others were in there reading. Some people made art. Some people just were present. And others wept. It was an incredibly intimate space. An incredibly important space. And I'm incredibly pleased that we have it open for people just to go in after the service. I really do encourage you to see that place. Feel the environment that's been created through that much commitment to prayer. I heard it said, I felt it myself, but many people that engaged in it said the same thing. I wish I could just stay here. I wish I could give more time. I wish I didn't have to go home. I wish sleep wasn't an issue for me at five o'clock in the morning. But it was a place that people wanted to be. A place that drew people in. And it got me thinking of other places that I love. I wonder for you, those other spaces that you love, places that you wish you didn't have to leave, places that have inspired you. For me, when I was younger, my parents took me all the way up to Liverpool to see my first ever football match. So I had the privilege of entering Anfield as a young boy. I watched Liverpool play Tottenham. David Ginola was playing for them. The only thing I remember about the match was that he made a rash tackle and got booked, which seemed to be one of the most exciting things that Liverpool fans had ever seen in their lives. Liverpool ran out 4-0 winners that day. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing to be there. 
One of those spaces where I was like, you know what, I'd love to have played there. A few years ago, I had the privilege, I've spoken briefly about it before, of visiting New York and stood atop the Empire State Building. You just get this unbelievable view. Breathtaking. You can see everything from up there. It's so spectacular, I genuinely felt like my brain couldn't keep up with just how inspired I was. It couldn't keep up with everything I was seeing, these places that I'd visited. I wanted to just be there. Finally, for some of you, this will make zero sense. In fairness, as I get older, it makes less sense to me. But I had the privilege of standing at the front of 88,000 people to watch a Foo Fighters concert at Hyde Park. The problem with that was we'd got up at 3 in the morning and we had stayed in that park from 4 a.m. until gates opened at 4 and until the Foo Fighters came on at 8. So by the time they came on, I was tired, but it was an amazing moment to be there. So I wonder for you, what are those places? Where are those things you've been to where if you could recapture them, if you could go back to them, what would they be? I decided as lovely as they were, they're slightly unrealistic to spend huge amounts of time at. So I looked at three places now in my life that are incredibly important. In no particular order, my bed. I am a huge fan of my bed. Any of you who camp, who have the privilege, shall we say, of going camping, probably the highlight of camping is the moment that you get to go from an airbed that's probably gone flat or a roll mat that was basically the floor to your bed again. It's just an amazing space. Uh, we had lodges, and so for a long time, the only space in the house that was particularly sacred was our bedroom. And I would just find myself sat reading. Just a safe space, my space. The second is the corner of our corner sofa. It is perfectly placed for the TV. Perfect. It is the maximum viewing space for the TV. Beside it is a table, which is too low. But fortunately, there's a record player on it, which is perfect for putting a cup on. And it also has that wonderful asset of being able to curl up in the corner or spread out. It's one of my favorite places in our house. If you come around inevitably, you will find that I've probably just been sat there. And before you get to sit down, I would have already made my way back to that point in case you thought about sitting there. And the final one is the top corner of this church, just up on the balcony by that window. I have the privilege of working here. And often if I need a space from the office, if it's just getting a little bit much trying to work opposite Mark while he's kind of singing or talking, I'll just come and find that space. An amazingly quiet, calm place. And I'll get lost reading or listening to music. If you're unfortunate enough to be in the church, you occasionally will hear me singing um, while I'm there. But it's one of those places that I love to come back to. A huge amount of my inspiration over this last year has been in that corner. Nothing special about it. It's just, I could have chosen any corner. But I spent time there. So where would it be for you? Where would it be that you would return to for your comfort? For that place where you feel like you can connect with God? So there's something truly amazing about those places. It's truly amazing about the space that is ours. The place that we feel like we can recharge the place that we feel like we can be inspired. We read, Jesus had spaces like this. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Verse 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. 
Later that night, he was there alone. After he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. There is something amazingly special about those spaces in our lives that we can connect with God. They'll tend to follow a pattern. You'll tend to find that you go to the same place, or if you can't go to the same place, you go to places like it. You might be one of those people that goes on holidays, and while you're away, you'll find yourself drawn to the same kind of things. Maybe you're inspired by nature. Maybe it's buildings. But those unique and special places that allow us to connect with God. Jesus did it. We read it in numerous verses that he did it. But I want to challenge us because I believe the greatest thing about these places, the greatest thing about having spaces that we can return to, that inspire us, that build us up, the greatest thing about them is what we do when we're away from them. The reason they are great is because we don't stay there. The reason they inspire us is because we have things to be inspired for things to be inspired about. 65 hours of continual prayer happened in this building. That's amazing. But it counts for nothing if it doesn't bring action. Jesus spent that time alone praying and we see action. Prayer is amazing, but it needs to be changing us. It needs to be inspiring us. Those spaces that we can find comfort need to re-energize us for what we do when we go away from them. And what we do when we go away from them is what I want to focus on this morning. I said to you I heard a song while I was in the prayer room. A few people have said this to me, Mark especially said it, that it was a bit distracting at times having music. That's okay. But there are other times when you get stuck, when you're a bit lost in your thoughts. Maybe you're writing something and you couldn't find the words... And amazingly, time after time, music was playing, words were being sung over us that were just, they were just right. God was using everything. And for me, this piece of music came on. So I'm just going to read the section that I want to focus on to you. It reads like this, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters, wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Saviour. That's where I want to draw focus this morning. I want us to focus in on that idea as we engage with this story. It's amazing to have safe spaces. A huge privilege that we have to study, to pray, to recharge. Amazing to have a prayer room to connect with God. Encouraging to have messages like last week that inspire us and charge us up and give us focus. All of those things are wonderful, but it achieves nothing if we stay there. It achieves nothing if we, as a church, went in to the prayer room and we never left. Yeah, we'd say some amazing prayers. God would still be doing his thing, but it would be a huge waste of what he can use us to do. No matter how great the stadium, how comfy the sofa, or inspiring the stained glass windows are, they are not the total of our calling in life. They are not all our calling adds up to. I'm going to read from our verse again. 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. 
But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the winds, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. I love this exchange. I love it. Something incredibly powerful about it. But I want to give us the same warning that I like to give every time we engage in these stories that we take to Sunday school. This is not a picture book story. This is not that nice, fluffy thing that sometimes we manage to make the Bible into. It was real. There was an actual physical boat in a real storm. There really was Jesus walking on water. This wasn't just, oh, look, we're scared. Pretend that we're scared. It makes for a better read. Like, this was real. They were terrified. This didn't happen every day. Yet there he was, Jesus, walking on the water. We miss the sheer amazement of this story sometimes because we hear it so frequently. The first time this happened, the disciples had never experienced anything like it before. Never experienced anything like this before. I want us to focus on this idea. It created a wow moment for them. I imagine before that, the terrified bit was less wow, but it moved into this wow. Jesus walking on water. This is not what we expected. This is not what we're used to. And so often life does that to us. So often life will create situations before us where we think we've got it all mapped out and suddenly something comes before us and for some of us we're terrified. For other of us, we're caught in awe, just stood there, wow. I don't know what it is that you're facing. For some of you, it's going to be across this year. For some of you, it's right now in front of you. Some of us, it is, we're inspired. Wow. God, just wow. Job opportunities, new life, anything. Others of us, we're terrified. Absolutely terrified. I have no idea, God, how I move from this place. No idea how we rebuild life. No idea how anything looks past this point. It is scary. Some of us are caught in that horrendously awkward moment where it's amazing and intimidating and we see the opportunity, but we have no idea how to pass through into it. How to move forward into everything that's before us. That's why those spaces are so important. Those places that we can return to, our comfort, our capacity just to unwind, the opportunity to focus in on God and spend time with him. Those places are powerful because of what they allow us to achieve with him. Whatever it is you're facing, I promise you God's bigger than it. Whatever it is that makes you wonder in amazement, God played a huge part in bringing it about. So take that time to recharge, to focus, to gain confidence. Why? Because those things that are bigger than us, that intimidate us, that make us say, wow. I want to be like Peter was. 
in the face of those situations. Verse 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Faced with something he'd never seen before, a situation that went from terrifying to awe-inspiring, his response is, God, if that is truly you, then call me into it. God, if that is what you are doing in my life, then I want to step out in faith into it. It doesn't matter how intimidating it is. It doesn't matter how inspiring it is. God, if you are in it, then I want to be responsive to that and I want to step out into it. So I want to challenge us. I want to challenge each one of you. You know your lives way better than I do. Whatever it is that's facing you, no matter how intimidating or how inspiring, whether you move from trembling to just that breathtaking wow, I want it to be your prayer. I want our response in those situations to be, Lord, if it's you, let me step into it. Lord, if that's where you are, let me step into it. It might be a conversation with someone that you've been wanting to have, but you don't know how they're going to respond to it. It might be an invite to a friend to come to church or to an event with you. It might be job opportunities. It could be anything. It could be anything. The reason we have the opportunity to meet here for prayer rooms, for those safe spaces that we connect with God, is so that in those moments when everything seems bigger than us and beyond us, we can say, God, if you are in it, I will step out and I will trust you. For Peter, it was water. For us, it could be anything. And if it's big you'll be desperate to return to the comfort. Desperate to get back to that safe space. But it's okay. It's okay. God is with you. He's gone with you. In those moments, don't step back, but step up and be willing to get out of the boat. Life, I believe, is at its very best. At its very best. And I'm sure many of you can testify to those moments in your life when something seemed bigger than you, and you stepped into it, life is at its best in those moments. Whoa, God, I did not think I could do that. I did not think it would look like that. I did not think that would be their response. So step forward. I didn't plan this. This just fell together. I realized I wrote whoa like a hundred times on a piece of paper that already had walk on water on it. It's perfect. It works perfectly. I promise you, life is better when we move into the woe. Wow, God, just so big, God, I don't know. Let it remind you of that moment and that prayer and that cry of Peter. Lord, if it's you, let me step into it. Whatever it is that took my breath away, whatever it is that caught me off guard, whatever that opportunity might be or that situation might be, God, as I take a step back in wonder, I pray that I will remember that prayer of Peter and I will step forward, God, into what it is you've got for me. I pray for us as a church, as individuals, that we would find those spaces to stop. Incredibly biblical pattern that Jesus follows. Taking himself away, 
recharging, spending time in prayer with God. So I pray you find that. No matter how busy your life is, I challenge you, make space to do that, to connect. And from that place, I pray that we move forward with confidence. I pray from that place of comfort and closeness to God, we can step out into the world that surrounds us and we can make headway for God. That we can be his light in the darkest of places. That we would live a life full of those moments that scare us and let us take a step back in wonder. That we would be God's hands and feet. I pray you would be terrified, intimidated and inspired by the things in front of you. And I pray that you would pray Peter's prayer. Lord, if it's you, if you've put this before me, God, call me into it and I'll step out. God, it doesn't matter how big it is, how intimidating it is, how likely I am to fail, God. If it's you, then call me out into the water. One unbelievable thing for Peter to say. Jesus, if that's you, tell me to get out of the boat. If that's you stood there, tell me to get out of the boat. I will step over the edge and I will place my feet on something that is completely unreliable. Something that's raging around me. Something that seems to have all the control. But God, you're bigger. So if it's you, call me into it. And I will plant my foot with faith that you will provide. With faith that you'll be my security. With faith that you will hold me safe. Those amazing words from that song again. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water wherever it is that you call me. God, that's our cry. It doesn't matter how unrealistic it looks. That's our cry. God, lead us. And then this amazing line. This is my prayer for myself this year. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. Take me deeper than I would go normally, God. Take me into situations I would shy away from, God. If you are there, if you're present, if you're calling me to them, then God, let me step into them. There's an amazing truth in this whole story. The truth is this. There is no human way Peter could walk on water. No way whatsoever. There was not a chance that as he stepped out of that boat, as a human being, he could walk on that water. What he needed was God to rush in, to play his part, to be who he is. So I love you dearly, but whatever it is that you might use as an excuse falls fairly short of God's capacity. Whatever it is that might discourage you from thinking that you can achieve it is probably true. You probably can't. But that's the wonder of God who steps in and says, you know what, I will pick up your shortfallings. I will add to the things you've not quite, quite got. And the things, the gifts that you do have, you know what, I'm just going to enlarge them. And that's how you see a man walking on water. The amazing moment wasn't the step 
by step on the water. It wasn't the bit where he sank. The amazing moment was that Peter had enough trust in Jesus to step out of a boat. That's what I want for my life. I want enough trust in Jesus to step into situations that look ridiculous, that look like I've got no chance of succeeding. Because if, God, that's what you want to call me into, call me into it, and I will step into it. Let that be our prayer. In a moment, I'm going to pray for us, and that will then lead straight into, I'm going to play that piece of music that I heard in the prayer room. We're going to use that as our opportunity to respond. The words will be on the screen as the music moves along. I encourage you, read, listen. I challenge you. Say them to God. God, lead me. Take me to the places I couldn't go on my own. God, stir up my spirit enough to trust that you want to do things this year that seem unrealistic. Save the lives of those that I love that seem so far from you. Bring job opportunities that I just, I've written off. Restore friendships and relationships, God. Whatever it is, Father, I pray you would let me play a part in bringing that about. So lead me. Let it be our prayer for this year. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to lift each, every individual in this space up to you. For some, God, only you and they know what it is that they face. From terrifying to inspiring, God, you and them. Father God, I pray now you would just be inspiring them to know that the gap between what they feel they can do and what they need to do is bridged only by you. <coughs> Father God, those of us that have been looking for a whole year, it feels like, possibly years and years and years, for answers and solutions and ways forward, God, I pray that you would call those individuals out of the boat and into the situation. Father God, the hopelessness would be replaced by hope in you. God, that brokenness would be restored by you. Father God, I pray we would be a people that would no longer shy away from the situations and the opportunities that you present before us. But God, let us with faith say the words Peter said. Lord, if it's you, I pray you'd call me out. Lord, if it's you, call me out and I'll come.